This episode is brought to you by Alouette. I am so excited to offer a free restorative enzyme peel sample. If you want this, you'll just go to peelsample.com. You guys, this is the one that you put on dry skin. You rub it in a circular motion for about a minute and you heard you're going to see dead skin like visibly right there. Tangible results after a minute. You can use this on your face. You can use it on your calloused hands from that barbell and you can use it on your running feet. So whether you've been running, lifting, or momming, this is an awesome product. Again, I want you to go to peel, P-E-E-L, sample.com and request your free sample. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. And sometimes, y'all, I throw the entire momming part out of the window because I have people that are that inspiring, and today's guest is proof. Taylor Register was just outside of 20 years old and over 300 pounds. She knew she had to do something about her weight to get happy, to get healthy, and she did. This is an extremely powerful episode in which you'll hear a lot about Taylor's feelings surrounding being a young woman who is overweight, about the support and love that her mother showed her, as well as how the Weight Watchers program simplified things for her and helped her take her health into her own hands and find success. The unique thing about this conversation is that Taylor is still on her weight loss journey. She has lost over 100 pounds, kept it off. This is a two-year journey, but she's still on it. So I really think that you're going to learn some really great applications if you are on a similar journey. But if you're not, I don't want you to discount this episode. This episode is also for people who love someone who is trying to lose weight and get healthier. We talk about it all. I'm so excited about this. Without further ado, Taylor Register. All right, welcome Taylor Register to the Run Lift Mom podcast. Taylor, I am so jazzed to have you here today. Hey, Susie, I'm so excited to be here too. We, of course, are going to talk about your journey to getting healthier and losing weight. I would love for you to take us back to where this began. Oh, gosh. It honestly, it's not been that long ago, but it feels like forever ago. But um, really, my whole life, I've been overweight, even like as a child. My mom struggled with my weight. She would, you know, fix the same meals for me, my sister, and herself. And I have just always, always struggled with being overweight. She took me to several different nutritionists, and no one could ever get to the root of the problem. And going through middle school and high school, my weight just continued to increase. And in high school, I joined the marching band and I was active with that in the fall, but then after the season ended, I would always end up gaining enough weight to increase a pant size. And, you know, four pant sizes in four years is kind of a lot and a lot for your body to take on. So 
Um, after high school, I went to cosmetology school, and I think that um, that was just kind of a lot. It was new for me. I was around people I, you know, didn't spend the last four years going to school with. It was early mornings, long days, and I really started relying on fast food. Um, we would go out for lunch. Sometimes I would have, I won't say sometimes, almost all the time I would have fast food for breakfast. And I really um, inherited some very toxic, I guess, eating habits. And I would eat like in my car before I would go to a meal. Like just for instance, on the way to school, I would stop by McDonald's and this isn't just a normal McDonald's run on a normal morning. I would get like two chicken biscuits and two hash browns and sometimes a large soda and even sometimes like a large caramel frappe. And that was honestly my breakfast for the majority of my time in cosmetology school. And it's just crazy to think that I was, I guess, consuming <laughs> that food, but even not just that, I would, you know, hoard all of this fast food in my car and I would eat it. And I didn't think that it mattered or counted because no one else knew. No one knew that I was eating all of this. No one knew that I had all these wrappers because I would, you know, throw them away when I got home. But I would, even on the way home from school, go through the drive-thru and grab a couple cheeseburgers and then go home and proceed to eat another dinner. And so my mom has always been concerned with my weight, but um, after school, after high school and then cosmetology school, of uh, my weight just really kept increasing and increasing. And she always wondered why, you know, like, why are you eating what we're eating, but your weight is going up, up, up. And no one ever knew that I struggled with this. No one. And I appreciate you opening up about it. You know, I want to stop you here. Um, before you continue, we've got to continue, but I want to stop you here because I think a lot of people can relate to this. I think they can relate to a really busy lifestyle and it is convenient to go through a drive through And I love that you use the language toxic habits. Um, sometimes it's really hard to admit some of these toxic habits. Um, one of my guests from season one admit to having a chocolate drawer um, and it was normal to her, but right in hindsight, it's a toxic habit. My listeners will know I used to be a health coach, um, so I can do quick math in my head. And Taylor, you've probably already done this as well, but it sounds like those like McDonald's runs and fraps that, I mean, it sounds like you were starting your morning with like eight, 900 calories. Maybe even more. I mean, it's, it's yeah. cr absolutely crazy to think about. And like you said, chocolate drawer, I do remember, I feel like my, you know, unhealthy relationship with food even started at a young age, but I never really realized that that wasn't normal until I started to better myself because as a child, I, my mom never hid snacks from us. And she also didn't keep an unnecessary amount of junk in our house. But whenever there were things that weren't normally in our home, I remember always hoarding them into my bedroom. 
and eating them when no one was watching. And then the, the rappers would go behind my bed. And, you know, I just remember my mom always coming in my room. She's like, oh my gosh, Taylor, why do you have all these rappers in here? But I definitely remember, you know, those, those habits and they carry it on through my adulthood and that rapper stashing turned into indoor, like a car binging on fast food and it's just crazy. So different seasons, same toxic habit, <laughs> but you had it. So sure. Very supportive mom who was, you know, preparing the right types of meals, obviously talking with you and having an open dialogue about your weight. So what did you guys do when, so you're out of high school, a size a year, you've painted the picture for us about being in cosmetology school, really continuing and even acquiring some more toxic habits. What now? So first of all, I just want to say my mom is the best and she has always had my best interest at heart, even though for the majority of my childhood and even teenager life, it's been so hard for me to see that. I feel like I viewed her support as her sometimes hounding me for my weight. But especially looking back now, I know that that was only because she wanted the best for me. She wanted to be healthy. She wanted me to, you know, live a normal life like normal sized children did. And I think that sometimes she felt sad because she felt like she couldn't give that to me no matter how hard she tried. But I, you know, my mom is definitely the number one reason that I am where I am right now. And, um, she want re- she, my mom has thyroid issues and she struggles with her weight and um she had gotten really really concerned and wanted to make sure that i also was not struggling with thyroid issues so she uh asked me if i would see would be open to seeing her endocrinologist okay. and i'll be honest with you i laughed in her face i said mom i am not paying for this doctor's appointment i am not going if you want me to go, <laughs> I'm not paying for it. You're paying, but I'll go. So I finally caved in and she took me to the endocrinologist and we did a full blood panel. And I remember I have always been so anxious about going to the doctor because I've never felt accepted at all stages. I feel like I have always been shamed for my weight. And I will say that this doctor showed me the complete opposite experience. She was understanding. She never once shamed me. She never made me feel inferior for being heavier, which was absolutely everything that I needed to give me that push to want to do better and work on myself. And, um, you know, she just asked me about my eating habits and I explained to her, you know, that, I ate a lot of fast food and not a lot of vegetables and fruits and good stuff. And all she said to me, which sounds so crazy, just to think that this is what changed my life. Um, she said, Hey Taylor, you know, I've, lo- I've recently had a baby and I've lost a little baby weight using Weight Watchers. And, you know, she, she was like, I just want you to go home and think about it. Not once was she ever shoving the idea down my throat mm-hmm. or anything. And I feel like that was such a vital conversation for us to have because I did. I went home that night 
And I remember opening my phone and I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I, I am not going to succeed at this. This is absolutely absurd. I open the phone and I'm checking out all the prices and it's really not that much. So I do Weight Watchers online and it's like $20 a month. I feel like everybody has $20. Right. So I said, you know, two choices. Choice number one is I join Weight Watchers for $20 this month and I don't lose any weight. And I just go back to the way I was, you know, nothing, nothing gained, nothing lost, whatever. Or my second option is maybe like I had the smallest glimmer of hope. I was like, maybe, just maybe I will see some success. And I feel like this had a lot to do with my success within the first month as well. But leaving the doctor's office, I decided that I was going to give up soda. So the first month I gave up, I actually didn't drink soda for about six months, but I do every now and then indulge in like a Coke Zero or Diet Coke, something like that. But for the first month, I cut out soda and I just started following Weight Watchers. And I lost, I believe, 25 pounds in the first month. And I know that what kept me going... Do you mind giving what? us numbers? Like, where were you at your heaviest? Where were you, like, when you started this journey at, and lost those 25 pounds just by dropping soda? What <laughs> numbers are we talking? I started, I forgot I hadn't told you this already. Oh my gosh. I weighed 320 pounds at the doctor. And truthfully, before that, I never weighed myself because it. I never wanted to know. I never wanted to see. I knew I was unhealthy and I never wanted to face the reality, but, um, yeah. So I weighed 320. I want, I'm not that you are over 300 pounds, Taylor. There are two types of people listening to this show. One, there are people that can relate to you Two, There are people who love someone who is struggling with their weight. And so like your mom, who has been such a change agent and support for you, like that doctor who spoke to you kindly and treated you like you were a person. I want people, I want people to hear that you didn't get on the scale because you didn't want to know what the number would read. I don't, I don't know that Taylor, I mean, I'm a buck 15. Okay. I haven't struggled with my, right. but I think sure. it's really important for people like me to um, really, really understand what that deep fear is like so that we can empathize. Yeah. And it, I, I remember going to the doctor and stepping on the scale and that already was miserable for me because I didn't want to know, but this visit in particular, they took my blood pressure. And I remember having so much pent up anxiety just about going to this appointment. I remember I already told you that I told my mom I wasn't going. I was like, I'm not going. I don't need to go to the doctor. I'm fine. Um, but really, it was just denial. You know, I didn't want to go and face the music that, hey, Taylor, you're not where you need to be. This is not good. And if you keep going like you are, like this, your life is just not going to be nearly as beautiful as it could be. And 
I remember sitting in the chair and the nurse was taking my blood pressure and I'm crying. I'm bawling because I'm so anxious and so nervous of just being there. No one was anything but nice to me and no one said anything rude to me, but I was so just, I remember like shaking in the elevator on the way up to the, up to see the doctor. It was just, it was such a bad moment, but exactly where I need to be. I needed to be there. I needed that to happen. You know, I needed to see that number and I needed to face that music of like, Hey, it might be a good time for you to change things around. Yeah. So what would you say to a woman who, you know, we talked about two types of people listening right now. There are women out there that will relate to what you're talking about. What would you say to her to find the courage to go to a similar appointment like this, to step on the scale, to get the blood pressure? Gosh, I mean, I really don't know because if my mom wouldn't have been behind me pushing me, Mm. I probably would have never made it there that day. And I probably wouldn't be where I am right now either. So that is so touchy. I wish it was just so simple to tell somebody, just go. Like, you have nothing to lose. But even I knew that in the back of my mind, and that wasn't motivating enough. I wish people could feel the difference in the way that I used to feel and in the way that I feel now and the way that I'm able to live differently because I'm thriving. And I look back at the way that I was and walking was hard, breathing hard, going upstairs was hard which is crazy. Those are things that you should be able to do with no question. And (laughs) it was a struggle. And I was unhappy a lot of the time. And so I feel like important too. like, so obviously not the answer, you know, I was going for, but it uncovers something else. If there are listeners out there who love someone who is struggling with their weight, don't give up on that person. You don't have to put them in a headlock, but don't give up on them. Right. Ah, For tell sure. me how much you weigh now, Taylor, because you mentioned when this started and it started <laughs> with very simple lifestyle changes like dropping the soda. Um, you were 320 pounds. How old were you when you were at that weight? I was 21. I was 20, 320 pounds, 21. And I have been on this journey for about two years and some change. November 29th was two years. So yeah, like two years and three months. And then today I weigh 203.8. So I am on my way to getting out of the 200s. I'm trying to say, see you later. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Over a hundred pounds. And, and the fact that you have kept it off, we know that all the evidence-based research out there, I mean, you guys, if somebody can't keep the weight off, they're not even considering them for behavioral health research. You got to keep it off. And Taylor, you are a living, walking example. You're a living, walking success story. Do you mind sharing? You just mentioned like, hey, yo, I feel better. I'm happy. I can walk. I can breathe. Tell us um, some of your keys to getting there. So was it all lifestyle changes? Yes. And the lifestyle changes 
led to different mental changes and, and then gains in confidence. So it's funny. I have literally butted heads with my mom my entire life. We are absolute best friends. We are absolutely identical and we argue like all the time. (laughs) And my whole life, my mom has always advocated for get healthy, go exercise. Let's go take a walk. And I have always been sidelined saying, heck no, I don't want to go walk. I don't want to go exercise. I don't want to do any of this. Um, ew. And so the funniest part is, you know, I started with Weight Watchers and, um, I, it, that definitely taught me that your eating is definitely number one. You need to have your nutrition in check before you sit there and worry about anything else. And so that was really, really helpful. And obviously being as heavy as I was, any type of physical activity was difficult. And I couldn't even fathom the thought of like going to work out at my heaviest. So truthfully, I lost about 75 pounds of my weight with absolutely no exercise at all. It was all just eating right, drinking water, and trying to balance out those normal events that I have in life, you know, that do cause you to kind of go off track or something like that. So about 75 pounds was shed of with just, ex- I mean, with just eating wow. on the dub dub plan. Well, and the great thing and, about Weight Watchers is that it's simple and it doesn't mean you're, it doesn't mean you can't go to attend a wedding or a birthday. Yeah. You have to account for it in the point system. Is that correct? Sure. Yep. That's completely right. And it's so nice because I feel, I definitely feel like I can just still live my life. And it's so funny because when I tell people that I did lose that much weight with no exercise, they look at me like I'm crazy. But I really was that person. Like I remember my mom and grandma telling me, they're like, Taylor, you need to start working out now or you might not like the way you look when you get thinner. And I also want to be very honest and open here. I'm not, I have never been in this to air quote, look better. It's all me been about feeling my best and being able to live, live my life to its fullest. So sure. I like the way that I, I do like the way that I look now, but, um, it's never been about getting thin or getting healthy or looking better, stuff like that. So it's funny when people, you know, do ask me about, well, what did you do for exercise at the beginning? And I tell them nothing. They think I'm crazy, but I will say, I'm so glad that I started working out because I can tell a difference in even just five pounds lost makes such a huge difference in my body now because I have so much more muscle mass and I just look so much healthier and more toned. So I'm glad that I finally started adding exercise into the mix. It's definitely helped. You know, something we'll say often on this podcast is if you have a seemingly impossible goal, break it down into manageable pieces. And I understand why at 320 pounds, you don't want to get up and walk around the block. That makes total sense. And you guys, if you know a health person in your world, a trainer, a nutritionist, whatever, you will hear people say you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. You can't do it anyway. And so if you're feeling like, ah, 
I want to change my lifestyle. Where do I begin? Putting your eggs in the food basket, pun intended, is a good thing to do. It's (laughs) It's hard because we have to make food decisions every day. This is not like quitting cigarettes where you can just go cold turkey. Sure. You are faced with a food decision minimum three times a day, sometimes five times a day. And so I don't want to like skim over this as if it were the easiest thing in the world, Taylor, because I know that first 75 pounds, it sounds like you made some very distinct changes, but I, it probably wasn't easy before you went into the fitness side of things. No, it it wasn't easy, but I also, if I'm being completely honest, it wasn't nearly as hard as I thought that it would be, which <laughs> blows my mind because I definitely feel like it's getting tougher now, the less that I weigh, which is so funny. It's getting easier and harder in different aspects, if that makes sense. But at the beginning, um, you know, you always hear people say like, I'm, I'm changing my lifestyle. I've gotten to go grocery shopping and, you know, they'll go to the grocery store and buy all of this whole slew of groceries that they're going to start making these new recipes with. But the funny thing with me is I changed my lifestyle on just like a random Wednesday. I went home, you know, made up my mind, Hey, I'm going to try this thing out and woke up the next morning. And all I had to go off of was the food that I had in my pantry and my fridge. And I mean, quite frankly, none of that was really help based. (laughs) So I'm just like, I started on a whim and But because it was Which the is a system, you could do that because that takes I could do it into account, right? Yes, and I was so much, I was so much heavier at that point that I had a lot of points on Weight Watchers. I started just to give you kind of an idea. The lowest amount of points that you can have on Weight Watchers for daily points is twenty three points, and when I began, I had close to fifty points a day. So, I mean, that is a lot of different change. I'm currently sitting at about 24 points a day. So I'm almost at the lowest. Um, but that is a huge, I'm, e- I'm eating half of what I did when I started. And it was so much easier to begin because at my heaviest, like I just said, I had so many more points, which meant that I could still eat foods that I was eating. I just maybe instead of having the two cheeseburgers, I would have the one. But what was hard for me at the beginning was I tried to just cut everything unhealthy and eat clean, 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 clean. So what was hard was I was struggling to reach my daily point goal. I was very much so under my points each day because I was like, this is so wrong. Like, how can I sit here and eat McDonald's and still be in my daily points? But what I realize now is my points were so high because my weight was so high. And if you just automatically cut your calories like super low, I mean, it's just, it's too much for your body to adjust to at, at first. And eventually you're going to stop losing weight if you do that too fast. Well, no, I'm not, you know, I'm no longer a practicing um, health coach. I did used to work with a bariatric program though. I'm a huge fan guys. And this is not like a promo for Weight Watchers. I'm a big fan of it. If people aren't familiar with the points that you're talking about, Taylor, 
uh, each food is assigned a point value based on the macronutrient makeup. So your protein, carbohydrates, and fats. It gets assigned a point, and then you get a point budget, so to speak, based on um, based on how much you weigh, your age, the pace that you want to lose weight at. It's a very it's a complex system that goes into making it really simple for the end user. So by design, Taylor, you can eat the foods that you were eating just in lesser portions. Uh-oh, now we might want to make some replacements as your point budget changes. Yep. And that's ex- that was such a perfect way to explain it because that's exactly what I have had to do. At, at the beginning, you know, I could this is funny to wear it like this, but I could afford to eat lots of more full fat items. Whereas now I'm kind of switching my diet around like, you know, well, if I want a little bit more cheese on this, maybe I need to take some of these carbs out. And I don't know, I'm just making like different swaps now than I was at the beginning. But the thing that's been the most important on this journey is before Weight Watchers, I never cooked. Never. And I really enjoy cooking now. I feel like it's the most important part to my success is cooking food that I enjoy eating. So what's been great is in the Weight Watchers community, especially online, I have found a lot of great men and women who have food blogs. And if you've never seen some of this food, it will blow your mind. I eat my food every day and I'm like, how am I losing weight? How is this healthy? This is way too good to be true. And I feel like one of those cheesy people off of a Nutrisystem commercial because you know that that is probably crap. But I'm serious. I Every day I just strive to make food that I love. And I do. And that has been so extremely helpful. So one of the main things is I just try to, you know, take a recipe that may be one of my favorites and make healthy swaps. So some of the things that I swap out for are like, if a recipe may call for like, mayo, I don't like mayo, but if it calls for mayo or sour cream, I would swap for Greek yogurt. If a recipe calls for ground beef, sometimes I may use really lean ground beef and then sometimes I may use like 99% fat-free ground turkey and just stuff like that. I don't use regular ketchup anymore. I use no sugar added ketchup. So little swaps like that have really helped it seem like I'm still eating very, very similarly to the way that I was before, but also in a much healthier way. I love that. that. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to put in the show notes as some of these keys. So if people aren't making swaps already, they can. I have to say though, Taylor, I mean, so cooking, obviously learning to prepare your own food, very important. You are pretty famous though, in that Weight Watchers community and on the Instagram community. I'll also link to your Instagram below. Um, Tell us, about your Chick-fil-A hack. I mean, you are like pseudo famous. <laughs> Which cracks me up because this has been my Chick-fil-A order ever since I began. You're and famous for this. These, and it's and good. All these people started, you know, ordering my order at Chick-fil-A and I'm like, what? It's, it's so funny to me. So I love pickles. 
I love chicken. So what I get at Chick-fil-A, I'll tell you exactly the way I order because people get confused too. I go through the drive-thru. Hello, ma'am. How are you? I'm great. What would you like? I would like, sometimes I say eight, sometimes I say 12, but most of the time I would like a 12 count grilled nugget with lots of pickles. If you don't say lots, they'll probably only give you two. And sometimes they still only give you two. So, you know, it's like Russian roulette. You never know what you're going to get, but lots of pickles with honey roasted barbecue and yellow mustard. I, a lot of people are confused. Like, why are you throwing mustard in there? But the mustard is what stretches out that honey roasted barbecue. So that, that is so good to me. It is so yummy. And what's really great is when you get enough pickles to have one pickle with each nugget. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe we can emphasize, like really enunciate lots of pickles. (laughs) Yes. That's usually what I try to do. And, and how many points like I'm crazy. is this? How many points is your is, is the Taylor Chick-fil-A order? It is only two points. Uh, in the Instagram community, you will see folks like regramming this order. I have gotten the order. Um, like my best friend on the other side of the state now gets this order. You guys, it's only two points and you don't even have to be following those Weight Watchers points to enjoy this healthy. It's a really great swap someone can make if they're out and about they have to go through a drive-thru this is grilled nuggets less boring for sure because sometimes they can just be kind of boring <laughs> agreed agreed <laughs> all right and i mentioned um you know that just that that fame in the instagram community um i will link to your instagram below it's definitely inspiring you're taking people along for the ride in your weight loss journey sharing some of those swaps and hacks. And, um, you know, you've got a tune of 25,000 connections following you along for that ride. May I ask, Taylor, um, is that helpful for you? Does that feel like accountability or does it ever feel like pressure at times? Mm, Okay. Most of the time, it is very helpful because I know that I have this army of people backing me, supporting me, um, there for me each step of the way, but every once in a while, I, especially lately, because when I first started off, just like everybody on Instagram, I had hardly nobody following me and I just, my account grew really, really quickly. So it's definitely a different world. I can't just say absolutely whatever I want anymore. I definitely sometimes have to sit there and think, Hey, how is this entire audience going to take that? Is someone out here going to get butt hurt or are you going to hurt someone's feelings? So I definitely feel like I have to be more cautious because I am a very blunt person. I'm very open. Um, it is what it is. And I feel the way I feel. And I'm sorry if you don't agree with me. That's <laughs> not necessarily the best outlook, but that's how I am. So I'm very blunt, very open. And I have noticed that, you know, the larger that my account grows, sometimes I may step on somebody's toes a little bit. but at the end of the day, I try to always remember I started this account for me and I didn't, I didn't create it for Insta fame. And it's funny because I still don't even view it like that. I started it so that I could keep track of the recipes that I made. That was my little safe place that I could put the foods that I was eating, the foods that I was making. And then eventually it turned into progress. And then it turned into me talking on my stories and getting to know people on the gram. And now 
it's so different. It's so, so different. Well, so, I'm grateful because it's how we know one another. And I will say yeah. when we were talking about this episode and doing our, our chitter chatter before we started recording, um, you know, you are, you're like the anti-influencer in that you're so incredibly relatable. Um, and so I want to compliment you on that. I, it, I, you know, I didn't know you when you were 320 pounds, Taylor, um, but it, it feels like your voice. It feels like you've retained your voice. And I want to compliment you on that. I That has been really important to me. You know, I never wanted, I never want people to think that I have changed because of a weight loss. But at the end of the day, if anything, I feel happier. I feel livelier and bubblier and but I do still feel like me. Yeah. And that's been really important. I love that. I'm going to take you through a couple of rapid fires before we um, head out here, but I hope people are hearing loud and clear whether they are the one in need of some inspiration as they begin their own journey or whether they love someone <laughs> who is in their journey. You've given us a lot of very tangible takeaways here. So thank you very much. And thank you to your mom for being that person that's, it sounds like, really been a change agent in all of this. Yeah, she's the best. She's really great. So I want to talk about self-talk for this rapid fire. So you can just t- spit it out kind of what what you tell yourself um, to, okay. to snap out of it and stay chipper. So what do you tell yourself or what does your self-talk sound like during a tough workout? I remind myself that at one point I couldn't could not have done the things that I'm doing. And that is really pushes me through. Awesome. Just reminding myself that, look, you're so capable. Look at what you're doing. You couldn't do this three years ago. That's really helpful. How about when you have a craving, like you have a food craving? (laughs) This one is hard. So I will honestly say the worst thing that you can do is not get is yes, not give into it, at least in some tiny way. If you are wanting something, have it a little bit, maybe not necessarily the whole thing that you're wanting, but that has, so in the back of my mind, it's taken me a little while to realize that, but just realizing that, Hey, a little bit's not going to hurt you. And if I just give in and let myself have that, I'm not thinking about it. I'm not, you know, fantasizing over it. So that has, that's, that's what I tell myself. I'm like, just have it. You're not going to hurt yourself. You're going to be fine. Just have a little bit. Great point. You will stop the dialogue right then and there if you figure out a healthy way to fulfill that. That's awesome. How about finally, Taylor, when you doubt yourself, what what do you tell yourself to get back on track? When I doubt myself, kind of going back to the first point, but in a different way, I think back at how far that I've come. And I just, I'm like, hey, if you've done this, you do blank because. I was such a doubter when I started this journey and I never thought that I would actually do this. I remember thinking I have at least 100 something pounds to lose and here I am. I'm down a hundred something pounds. Um, but I still have a decent amount to go to be kind of where I want to be. But I just know that if I, if I can do what I've done, I can do anything because it's been, tough, but so rewarding. 
I don't know of a better way to end this very inspiring conversation with someone on the journey who has had a ton of success. Thank you so much, Taylor. Thank you, Susie, so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Run Lift Mom. I am so excited to offer a special discount to listeners of this show, and you're not going to find it anywhere else, so commit it to memory. Use the discount code RLM at checkout on my Alouette site to receive 15% off your order. You're going to go to alouette.com slash runliftmom, and you can find that linked in the show notes. But remember, because this isn't in the show notes, the code RLM is only for people hearing my voice right now. You're going to save 15% off your order using RLM. And yes, this can be stacked with other gift with purchase or BOGO discounts. This episode went exactly where I wanted it to go. Of course, I wanted you to hear the number of pounds Taylor lost. Of course, I wanted you to hear about her barriers and the healthy swaps that she makes now. The really important thing to listen to, though, is that Taylor worked on her food, on her eating habits first. You cannot tell someone who is trying to lose weight that they need to eat less and move more because sometimes they can't move more. Did you guys hear Taylor say how easy it was to make those simple swaps and get those first 75 pounds off? You guys, it's a big, big light bulb, I hope, for everyone. Congratulations to you, Taylor. I can see why you've been so successful because you experienced that success early on with the food alone. And by the time you had to combine fitness with it, right? It's harder at that point. You already had success. You already had momentum to go on. And that is something that everyone can learn from. I am so inspired by you. I am so excited for you to get into Wonderland. And I am so proud to give this episode to the world because I know it will be a blessing to many. You guys, I'm going to put Taylor's information in the show notes. Depending on where you're listening, you can either swipe up or click the purple hyperlink that says details. You guys have to follow this woman on Instagram. You're going to love her. Thank you for coming on the show, Taylor. (laughs) Until I get into your earpiece again, for while bodily training is of some value, Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. It's time for the Red H Nutrition Product of the Week, and this week it is Zen Rem. You guys hear me when I say you cannot run, lift, or mom your best if you're not getting proper rest. Yes, you are hearing me talk about the same Red H thing over and over again, but Zen Rem is my favorite product. I believe that you'll find a tangible difference in seven days of using this. You can check out details and then in the show notes, you'll see a hyperlink to the Red H Nutrition website. Use code RUNLIFTMOM, that's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M for 10% off and get to snoozing.
It's time for the Alouette product of the week, and this week it is the Soothe and Smooth Lip Balm and Exfoliator. Riddle me this. Do you wear a bunch of fancy lipstick and lip gloss, but you never exfoliate your lips? What? Just me? Hey, we know that it's important for us to exfoliate our faces, our skin, to get those dead skin cells off, so why don't we do it on our lips as well? If you have been putting all of your fancy, colorful lip product on and wondering why it doesn't seem to stay on as long or why it's not moisturizing, it might be because your lips are due some exfoliation time, and that is what this is going to give you. So you've got a great exfoliator with aloe vera, vitamins A and E, and then also also a minty balm to top it off. You guys, this is fantastic. It is the Soothe and Smooth Lip Balm and Exfoliator.